wonderful Wednesday. Hope everyone's having a great time. For all the folks that have been watching our and enrolled in our eCower course, we have a week-long eCower course that Joelle and myself are doing. It is live, unedited. It is the um, foundation skills that your dog needs for eCower training. And we are doing that every day from 11 until probably almost 1 o'clock. And this is the beginner. We'll be, we'll be uh, announcing later today you'll be getting an email if you're enrolled in the course it's only for open for the people that are enrolled in the course or else it won't make sense tomorrow we're next week we're doing a two-day um troubleshooting so we will be bringing coco up to the next level and you'll see how we troubleshoot stuff in more advanced things so you'll be getting an email on that later today or tomorrow um, and this is only available for people that have enrolled in the course also we broke our own rules and we actually you can still get the e-caller course even though it's wednesday even though we've done two days of it what you'll do is you can come in live for the rest of it and you get the recordings for the first couple of days and you'll be caught up to date and that's available at i'll put the put the post in right now at academy um dot solid canine training dot com um don't forget tonight is our q a show the what would jeff do show and that's live with um joelle and myself uh, so there's a lot of stuff, a lot of great stuff happening. We'll be doing a lot of these live uh, classes because um, we had over 400 people sign up for this class, and this um, I can't do a seminar that big. And the amount of learning that is happening. If you are having problems logging in, I want to assure you that 99% of the people that are attending this course are not having a problem logging in. Um, uh, so a very small percentage are those people. If you have a problem, you go to our academy site and you go to the chat bubble and you contact tech support. You will be sent a video that will walk you through step by step. I assure you, I'm not saying it's your fault, but it is user error. The problem is on your side. Everything works fine. Everything is working fine. So there is approximately 1%, what is that, 40 people, which is too high for me. I don't like that, but I assure you um, the problems are not coming from our end. Many people are, are watching it. Many people are watching the replays. Like we know, we can see on all of our backend um, info who's seeing it, um, um, how long they're seeing it for, who's watching the replays, um, you know, everything. So there's a lot of fantastic stuff. So even if you can't attend the course live, you can watch the replay. But once the course is done, it is done. It is not um, up for sale. It is a live, live e-cower course. It's all foundation. It's going to be the complete opposite of all of my podcasts which is all based on correcting bad behaviors. This is how we actually start dogs on remote collars, shock collars. And I think people will be blown away at how soft, gentle, food-oriented, positive it actually is. Um, and that's how we start all that's literally how we get these dogs to have impeccable obedience and off-leash um, obedience yesterday also if you paid attention and it's still up now on our instagram stories you saw some more work with coco outside with distractions and we'll talk more that we'll talk more about that on our course this morning
um, which starts at 11 a.m. Today, I wanted to talk a lot about um, the importance of proofing commands. There are a lot of people out there that have got the concept. There's a couple of things I want to talk about today. There are there are folks out there. Angelo, Ange, can you find the black uh, handset for Coco, please? It's probably on the counter. It might be in Joelle's room. It's somewhere. It's the black handset. All right. Um, it might be over on the, the office counter. Okay, it might be over on the office counter. It might be in her bedroom. It might be. Okay. Um, so we have Coco, who dogs are being rotated now by Joelle. They're going out to the field to play Chuck It. And Coco is um, wants to uh, uh, obviously go and exercise. But I will be taking her for a bike ride after the show. All right. So today I wanted to talk about the importance of proofing commands. A lot of people are struggling with the proofing of commands. And what happens is once you teach your dog all your foundation work, so your dog is definitely understands your foundation. It doesn't make a difference how you train. It doesn't matter what tools you use or how you train. The point is the dog understands the commands. It's very, very important that you start working your dog above threshold, adding in high-level distractions, setting your dog up for failure. This is on dogs that understand what you want. So there is a narrative out there going around. Lately, I've been seeing a lot of false narratives out there that you shouldn't correct your dog. You shouldn't just set your dog up for failure. When you have a dog on the obedience spectrum that knows the obedience, you have to. And then when you have a dog that displays unwanted behaviors like counter surfing, getting in the trash, um, barking at the fence, barking at the front door, you set the dog up to fail just so you can apply a punisher to instill an inhibitor to stop an unwanted behavior. These are factual statements, not opinions. People can argue about it all day long, but it's called also, there's something else that it's called, it's called reality. And if you actually want to have a well-behaved as well as trained dog and lower your percentage of the dogs getting rushed to the emergency room or possibly killed or living with a dog with a ton of bad behaviors, it's very, very important that you do these things. So next week, we'll be doing all the proofing on Coco, which will be announced this week. I believe we came up with a price of $77. Very affordable. Very affordable. You will learn so much in those two days. Plus, there's a lot of time for Q&A. We're allotting a lot of time for Q&A. Probably we're going to be doing at least, at least 90 minutes of training, 75 minutes of training maybe, 45 minutes of Q&A because a lot of people have questions. And it is live. And then once it is done, it is done. So it will not be a course. Um, the reason why we're keeping the doors open is because people were bombarding us saying, we don't care that we missed the first one day uh, of, of um, class. As long as we get the replay, we want to do it because it's highly educational and it'll blow your mind on how gentle it is. 
But once the training is over, once you have baseline commands, it is so important that you proof the commands. All of this narrative out there that you don't correct dogs for making mistakes is, I can't imagine a bigger disservice to you, your family, the community, or the dog. Of course, you set your dog up for failure and you practice over and over so the dog understands then what to do once it has been corrected for making a mistake. Or else, when you actually go out to the real world, the dog won't know. Anybody that does anything high performing, for all my military people out there, I was not in the military, for all my military people out there, you know exactly what I'm talking about. For all my people that do competitive sports, which I did do, I did do triathlons when I was, I'm 57 now, so in my 20s. We trained hard, we trained steps. So in none of my triathlons did I ever race up a step. But during training, I would go to stadiums and I would do step training on Tuesdays. Tuesdays was step training day until I threw up. Why? Because in triathlons, there's something called hills. And I kicked ass on the hills. When it's raining outside, you still run. You still bike. Why? Because during triathlons, there's rain. I remember a winter triathlon in Newport, Rhode Island that I did. I did an ocean swim triathlon off the coast of Nantucket in freezing water. So you better learn how to swim in a wetsuit. You better learn how to transition out of a wetsuit onto your bike. You better learn how to ride a bike in a bathing suit. You need to set your dogs up to fail. So proofing is getting your dog to break command so you can correct the dog and the dog knows to get back to the command. Proofing is my dog is skittish when children run by. Great. Put your dog in a downstay. Put your dog into a um, place, the place command. Have kids running by. If the dog makes a mistake, use your remote collar, use your leash, correct the dog. If the dog doesn't know what the correction means, then guide it back to place. You always proceed it with the word no. So the dog understands the word no means what they did was incorrect. And then they go back. And then they go back. And if they don't know how to go back, as we've been showing all week long so far, the amount of guidance we give them. So this narrative that dogs don't know why they're being corrected is false. It's a lie. There's so much, I don't put other people's stuff out there, but God, the memes that I am seeing out there about how love and affection gives you the best relationship with your dog and gets you the perfect dog is the most ludicrous thing in the world. I am not saying don't love your dog. I am not saying don't give your dog affection, but does, like, has, like, does training, like, has this crossed anybody's mind? Does correcting for unwanted behaviors cross anybody's mind? I don't care how much you love your dog. Your dog is not going to do what you want. 
this this falsehood that you loving your dog is not going to make your dog pull. The simplest thing to stop is ridiculous. The fact that your dog can't shut up in a crate. Do you think love and affection is going to make your dog shut up? How do you think I get Coco to stop whining from 20 feet away from me in her crate right now? Coco's our boarding train in Florida with a remote collar. So I can do the show. I'll turn this down to level one just so she doesn't feel it. Okay? And if she whines, you don't see me doing this off camera because it's down here. I can just go like this. So right now, she doesn't feel this but it would be at a level where she felt, I can correct her to stop her from whining. I can have a conversation with my dog while I'm doing a podcast. For all my remote workers working from home, you can actually have a well-behaved dog. You can actually train your dog while you're actually doing your online meeting. Is that the most incredible thing in the world? I don't have to say a word. I can't just point to Angelo and just say, find the remote, go there, go there, go there. I guess I could, but instead, it's a lot easier for me right now to say, look on the counter, look on the desk, look in the bedroom. But this, but so how do you proof? You spend a good amount of time, at least a month, training your dog on basic obedience. Whether that's with leash, whether that's, like we use food too, by the way. You'll see the big treat pouch that I wear every day. Everybody that goes to the course sees the amount of food we use. We don't use a ton, but there's food rewards. There's leash work. There's spatial pressure. So you spend the first month training your dog. We don't. We can do, we do it in a week. For leash work, we do two weeks for remote work, and then we start proofing. Working dogs over threshold. Yesterday, if you look at Instagram stories, there's on Instagram stories, we have two sections. We have our subscriber section, which you can join, which I highly suggested. And then we've got our regular section that everybody can see. And you can see we took Coco, Joel took Coco to TJ Maxx to do um, all of our public access training. So we do public access training with all the dogs as well. That's where things start falling apart. That's when you have to start correcting for making mistakes. But well, what have we done beforehand? Foundation work. So once your dog has foundation work, now it's time for proofing. What's a good example of proofing? Something simple. Your dog's in a downstay. Okay. Wonderful. Get down five feet, seven feet in front of your dog, make kissy noises. What does your dog do? It breaks command. So what do you do? Say no, apply a punisher, apply a correction, call it what you want. It's all the same thing. If your dog doesn't understand what it means, you bring it back. But if you follow our priming CS, NCS correction stage on remote collar and you the dog comes off of place and you apply stim at working level still, the dog goes back. That's because they of all the hard work you've done. And we show that live, unedited this week. 
Everything we're doing this week is unedited and live, mistakes and all. Because we want everybody to learn. We want everybody to learn. But this narrative, I mean, I can't stress it enough because everybody's being brainwashed about don't work dogs above threshold. Don't correct a dog, you'll destroy the relationship. It's politically correct, hogwash, wake the fuck up with Jeff show. It's a bunch of bullshit. I can't imagine not proofing my dogs. Sorry, I want to take them everywhere. After this podcast, I'm biking with all three dogs. Two are off leash. Coco is still on a leash. And we will pass multiple dogs, multiple cats, tons of squirrels. And they need to stay next to the bike and not go after anything. So it's very, very important that we do the proofing stage. And for all the folks, again, in the course, you'll get an email today or tomorrow that gives you the opportunity to join next week's two-day course on proofing, which is very exciting because you'll see how we go to the next level. You'll see how everything we do this week comes together. It's wonderful. You should have seen her recall yesterday outside from 30 feet away, which isn't a huge distance in my book, but it was beautiful. And then you should also see her place command from 30 feet away. It was beautiful. And you see a little bit of troubleshooting. Yesterday, last night, when Joel took her to TJ Maxx, you'll see again, recall with distractions. So anyone that is not setting their dogs up above threshold, that is not training their dog, that they most likely will make a mistake so they can correct the mistake, it's a disservice to your dog. And the concept and the narrative that is out there, that people are putting out there, that says that it's a bad thing to do, I do not know what world you live in. I, I just don't. I, I can't stress enough that it's a false narrative. It's a fantasy. It's not reality. I mean, there are people that literally believe you shouldn't take your dog out in public. Like, don't we want to take our dogs to outdoor cafes? Don't we want to take our dogs to, to outdoor coffee shops? Don't we want to take our dogs to dog-friendly stores? But see, everybody assumes that you shouldn't bring your dog to a dog-friendly store because they assume the dog is untrained. Do you know we go to Home Depot in Providence every day with dogs? Every single day. And they behave better than most people there. They sure do. They behave than most kids, that's for sure. They behave than a lot of the adults, that's for sure. Why? Because they're trained. I don't think that a lot of the population out there, and this is no insult to anybody, it's just reality and observation. 
they actually don't know what a trained dog looks like. They're amazed by a dog that can actually walk through Home Depot politely. They're amazed that when you're in the screw and um, nail aisle that a dog could lie down and not move while you're trying to figure out which screw or nail you need. Because that's a big aisle. How did we get there? We put the work in beforehand. We put the work in beforehand. So proofing is once your dog understands their obedience, you start presenting your dog with things that would most likely get them to break command just so you can teach the dog that breaking the command around that distraction is wrong. And then you teach the dog, if they can't figure it out on their own, how to go back into command, and then you keep doing it till they get it right. It's called reality. Think about it logically. Think about the messaging that is out there that is against that. Think about the message. So this whole concept of like, man's best friend. So my dog will do what I want and won't do what I don't want because it's my best friend? No. It'll do it because it's trained and hundreds of hours have been put into it. Not because it likes me. If anything, it'll probably end up resource guarding me and being protective over me, which I don't want either. Because it's going to bite Amazon. It's going to bite Aunt Judy. It's going to bite one of my kids when they hug me. It's going to bite the person walking in the house with permission, obviously, like a family member, because they think that, oh, someone's trying to hurt their owner. All because it's never been taught that those are wrong choices. So what do we do? When we have a dog that barks at the door, we don't put a sign out on the front door that says, don't knock, don't ring the doorbell, Text me and let me know you're here. I have a dog in training. We don't do that. We're like, knock away. Ring the doorbell. I'll teach my dog how to react, which is not react. I'm not going to put newspaper up and close my blinds in my front window. I'm going to leave them wide open. Why? When somebody walks by, and if my dog goes nuts, I'm going to teach my dog that that's a bad decision. When my neighbor puts their dog out and my dog fence fights, I'm going to put my dog out so I can teach my dog that fence fighting is bad. And I'm not going to do it by yelling and screaming. That's another narrative that's out there. Don't yell and scream. 
Who says we're yelling and screaming? I'm not yelling and screaming. I don't need to. Don't use force. That's a lie. Of course you use force for dog training. Anybody that says don't use force but uses a leash on a dog is a liar. Using a leash on a dog is using force and coercion. Just an FYI. Using a leash on a dog is force and coercion. You're forcing your dog not to have freedom and you're using coercion to have your dog go where you want or not go as far as the dog wants to go. So you're being lied to. You're being lied to. If anything, training with a remote collar gives your dog more freedom because a properly dog, a properly trained dog on a remote collar, a shock collar, you're barely ever using it because you have a trained dog. So if anything, your dog has more freedom. Do you know how many owners would never take their dog off leash because they can't trust it? Just about every dog owner in this neighborhood is like that. You can tell they're pulling their owners down the street. Could you imagine if there was no leash attached to that dog? Meanwhile, our dogs are walking down the street off leash next to us, and they're not even in a proper heel. They're just walking next to us. Because they're trained. Questions? Sid says, good morning, Jeff. Looking forward to workshop again today. Oh, thank you, Sid. Sid, there's a wonderful property up in North Smithfield for sale. It's got four houses on it and a humongous barn with stalls. And um, it would be the perfect location for you. It's right behind our house, Joel's house. Beautiful, beautiful barn, indoor riding ring, four homes. Just letting you know. You want us to invest in it and you can run the barn? I'm not joking. Kim, good morning, Jeff. Good morning, Kim. How are you? I put up the link for um, our academy, which you can get our live that I've been talking about, as well as our other courses. I would encourage everybody to get the Green to Graduate course because it's the start to finish all of our leash training and then moving to remote collar training. And what's different about this live is it's live. It's unedited. What's going to be what's going to be different about so why should you get next week's course for $77? Why should you get that course? It's only 2 days. Why should you get that course? Because you're going to see all the troubleshooting. You're going to see us doing all the proofing. That's why you should get the course for next week. Because you're going to learn way different things than you're learning this week. It's going to go hand in hand. And it's only available, by the way, for people that bought this week. You can't, if you didn't buy this, this week's course, there's no way to buy next week's course. You actually don't have a way to buy it. It's not open to the public. It's only open to the people that bought this course. Like this is how we're going to be doing things moving forward. Of course, we'll have our general courses. We'll always be doing those. 
But when we do a two-part live course, part two, you can decide not to get or to get. But only the people that bought part one can do it because then it makes sense because next week is going to be corrections. But if you didn't see how we trained it, it's going to seem like all we do is corrections. But you didn't see all the good gentle part, the advocating part, the leadership, the guidance part, the softness part, the food training part. You're just going to see us holding the dog accountable, which is all correctional based. So that's not fair. It's not fair to you because we don't want you training that way. We want you to do part one first, then part two. We don't want you to go right to part two. So look out for that email. Look out for that email. I think it's going out tonight or tomorrow. Um, Karen says, good morning, Jeff. Good morning to you. Deb says, on to day three. Great stuff, Jeff. Smallest changes that I see will be very helpful for my remote counter training with my clients. This is a very helpful seminar. Deb, number one, I'm glad and Joelle is glad that you are in it. And Joelle is also going to be doing an incredible, incredible remote collar healing section, both inside for baseline, that's tomorrow, and then Friday outside. We've just got to get all of our equipment. Since this is live streaming, and it's not like it's on um, Facebook or Instagram, it's, it's, on a, it's on a separate platform. We have to bring all of our equipment out there camera, computer, and we have to make sure, and we need Wi-Fi, we've got to make sure that we can do it outside, which I'm pretty sure we can. But it's going to be great. It's going to be wonderful. And Joelle is a great teacher in general, but teaching off-leash heel, she is fantastic at. So we're going to have her do that. Um, Karen says, and it's fabulous. I've been training for seven years. And I've learned something each day. We're only on day three. Karen, that's a great, ex thank you so much for the wonderful compliment. That is a great example of many dog trainers are buying the course th this week. Many dog trainers are attending it. And my opinion always is this. If a dog trainer learns one or two things a day from any seminar, it's worth it because then that's multiplied by every one of your clients that you work with. That's what we do. That's how Joelle actually has a course on social media. And if you go to academy.solidk9training.com, you'll see the social media course. It's a fantastic course. But guess what else? She invests money in other people's social media courses. Because if she learns one or two things, she'll put that into our course and you will all benefit. It's called learning shit. And by the way, our social media course, it's not for dog trainers. It's not for business owners. It's for everybody. But if you're a business owner, it will dramatically help you. But people are buying it just for their own social media pages. I just want my social media page to look better. That's it. But we've got food bloggers, exercise people, travel bloggers. We've got um, um, uh, 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 obviously dog trainers, business owners, lawyers, CPAs, business owners. Buying our social media course. It's for everybody. It's for everybody. 
Jason says, good morning. Good morning to you, Jason. How are you? Brittany says, good morning. Loving the live training this week. Thank you, J&J, for everything. Brittany, number one, you know, first of all, to say thank you for saying thank you, but thank you. Joelle and I both want to thank you. We love our audience. We really do. And thank you for the, oh my gosh, probably in just two days, we've gotten over 100 emails or direct messages or, you know, you know, things like that. Some people have my number, they're texting me. So thank you for all the nice compliments. Um, Daniel says, good morning. How are you? Good morning. Good morning to you. New Zealand uh, loves, loves you. Daniel, is this a bot or is this really you? You come up with the same two lines every day. Are you a bot? Are you a New Zealand bot? Do you really live there? Are you a real person? Mary says, um, have so enjoy the first two days. Great, Mary. Great. Thanks for being there. Kim says, can you talk about setting up for failure outside towards reactive dogs when your dog was highly reactive but is now just somewhat reactive still? Um, sure. So what you're going to do is pretty much the same protocol as you would with a highly reactive dog. Do it exact, treat it exactly the same. Treat it exactly the same. All right. It's still hunt down dogs, look for them, and then correct for non-compliance, correct for huffing, correct for for any change of breathing, correct for any ear movement, correct for, you know, any, um, for anything. Anything that isn't a relaxed heel, correct for. Brittany says, my dog is dropping to the, to the floor for the, the second I do continuous stim on like a five. I was working on place without, without the e-cow that I moved to CS. When he drops the floor, I pull him, guide him to place. I'm thinking he needs more reps to get his down better. Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe not. Yesterday on yesterday's, um, uh, we were doing the exact same thing. We did place and Coco dropped to the floor. What did I do? Um, I went behind the place bed. If you if you're part of the course, I went behind the place bed. Um, you can still buy the course now, and you can you can watch the video. Um, but I went on the other side of the bed, and I guided Coco onto the bed. So when the dog is confused, I just show the dog what to do. I'm the teacher. Coco's the student. So by the way, Coco started whining. I corrected just underneath where the camera is. Not that I don't want you to know I'm correcting it, but nobody needs to see me with the remote, you know. I mean, that's not important. But I can do it, I can multitask. That's why I love my remotes. I can communicate with the dog near and far. If we have a dog outside that's barking, we can correct it if it has a remote collar on. Roger says that'll make sense. I mean, if you think about it, Thank you, Roger. If you think about it with common sense, everybody's stuck in the science of dog training. Forget the damn science and just use your head. Just use common sense. Just live in reality. Just live in reality. I can't imagine not setting my dog up for things that are most likely going to happen in reality and teaching my dog how to handle it. 
You want me to humanize it? Like everybody likes to humanize it? I can't imagine not teaching my children how to deal with things that are going to happen in reality and how to handle them so they don't all of a sudden need a safe space to deal with some minimal issue. Ban safe spaces. Get rid of them. Instead, teach children how to deal with stress and their emotions. Don't kick them out of class necessarily right away. Find out what's going on and then teach them how to deal with it. Because they're going to be adults. Mary says, did competition obedience years ago? I proofed daily. Gosh, yeah. And and you, Mary, you know, you know, Mary, how many dogs still made mistakes in the obedience ring? That's why we always tell owners, don't worry if your dog makes a mistake. How many dogs in the obedience ring, depends on what, if it's competition obedience, it could be other types of um, competition. Those are choreographed routines. And dogs still make mistakes. They still make mistakes. Garrett says, command, distance, duration, distractions. If the dog breaks, no, then reset. No, then correct. If the dog's on corrections. There has to be a consequence after the word no. If all you're doing is bringing your dog back to say like place, that's not a consequence. But that's the beginning stages. Kimberly Ann, I ordered your green to graduate because the training seminar has been great with the e-cower. Thank you. Great, wonderful. Thank you. We really appreciate it. You'll learn a lot. It'll all, it's all going to come together for you, Kimberly. It's all going to come together for you. Ramona, good morning, Jeff. Good morning to you, Ramona. How are you? How do you stop fence parking with a neighbor's dog? Um, Christian, you set your dog, you have an e-cower on your dog, you stay in your house, dog starts barking, you have it on the highest level, and you shock, correct your dog at the highest level for 10 seconds. Make it suck. But that's not on the that's not how we train obedience. That's a behavior mod question. Like I said, we train behavior mod and obedience two separate ways. What a lot of people do is they call their dogs to them. Or they just yell at them. No need to yell. Just make it suck to bark. The dog stops. Not all of them, but a lot of them do. Allison says, good morning, good morning to you. Sid says, woman next door to you selling. Miss my indoor next door. Horse industry in New England is tough. Overhead so high. Yeah. Talk to Joelle about it. She knows more about it than I do. She knows more about it than I do. But this one is, it's a beautiful property. Beautiful property. Diane says, I would love to address reactivity to dogs before becoming off-leash. Yeah, ironically, a lot of off-leash dogs are not reactive. They're only reactive when they're on-leash. Leash Leash reactivity 
we could do a course on. We would just have to figure out a good um, mobile, a good mobile uh, thing. Or we can set it up maybe just in front of the house. We have a course on leash reactivity, though. Go to a cat. I'll type it again. Academy dot solid canine training training there training .com. It's funny when I type. I learned how to type in the fourth grade. Was it fourth grade? No, fourth grade. When did I learn how to type? Elementary school or middle school? Middle school, I believe I learned how to type. And our um, typewriters, we didn't have computers back then. Our typewriters um, didn't have uh, numbers or letters on the keys. We had to do it all by touch. So I can't look down and type. I have to look up. So it's really weird typing um, uh, with with letter with letters on the on the keyboards. Um, Mike says, uh, this has changed my program completely. Um, wait, hold on, Diane, let me just finish your question here. I, cause it's, I read it. I would have to address reactivity to dogs before becoming off leash. Not necessarily. You can have an off leash trained dog that you just maybe don't go around other dogs. There's so many, so many places you can go. See, you don't have to go to dog parks anymore. Every place is your dog park. When you have a fully off-leash trained dog under voice control, you can take your dog anywhere. Uh, Mike says, this has changed my program completely. Mike, the, the, uh, are you talking about the, the live e-cower that we're doing? Good. Good. I'm glad you're picking up some tips. Mike is a very skilled trainer as well. Very skilled. Um, Sandy says, uh, morning, great info, J&J. Thank you. Um, Sandy says, I've been to graduate leash reactivity classes plus Patreon and Instagram. Yeah, Sandy, you're learning a lot. We have so many resources out there for you. So many resources out there. We'll be supplying you even with more. Gabriel says, um, um, I love the new way of doing teaching online videos and live step-by-step. -step. It opens a lot of doors for solo business owners and trainers like me. Ways to teach and connect with clients without having to be there in person. Yep, agreed. Thanks for spearheading the usefulness of virtual. I'm definitely planning on utilizing that path you guys are paving. Absolutely. Anybody can do what we're doing. Anybody can do what we're doing. Sandy said, this is amazing. You learned so much in two days. Sorry for my interrupted texts. I don't think you're interrupting us, Sandy. I mean, if it's actual texting, I'm not getting your texts. If you're texting Joelle, I don't think she said mentioned anything about it being interrupted. But then if you're asking questions on the chat, when we do our Q&A, you're supposed to. That's why we do Q&A. It's for questions. Felix says, good morning. Hope you are well. Yeah, I'm fantastic. I have a quick question. I have a long curly-haired dog. I am using a Dr. E. Coward doctor does not have long comfort pads. Well, you wouldn't want to use a comfort pad. You would want to use the... Comfort pads are not long at all. They're round discs. Um, Felix, you can, depending on the model, but the e-collar technology contact points are interchangeable with dog trick collars. All right. Titanium comfort pad or contact point, one inch for the female, which would be better for my dog. You might not need the one inch. You might just need the half inch. Get the thick fur, thick fur contact points. 
a lot of people say, oh, I already have the long ones. I'm like, no, thick fur. Just go to ecower.com. You'll see. Sid said, Jeff, so sweet of you to offer that to me. Love the horses teaching, competing, but it's a lot. 24-7 train difficult to get a good staffing. I agree. I agree. But I'm just letting you know. I'm just letting you know. It's there. It's available. The price has been dropped by $350,000. Lindsay says, amen, amen to you. Sandy says, I'm enjoying a cup of coffee while all three of my um, German short hair pointers lay in place. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah. Isn't that the best life? Isn't that awesome? See, this is the thing. Like my Malinois texts, when I do my podcast, he's outside doing potty. Now, actually, Angelo, can you bring him in? Text. You can just put him in place for me. Thanks. Um, so, oh, Wes is out there too? No. Oh, just text? Yeah. Okay. No, he's in his bedroom. Yep, thanks, Angelo. Put, put, put text in place, please. Thank you, Andrew. Um, it's it's a fa- it's a fantastic, fantastic thing to have dogs that are just relaxed and trained. Apex uh, Canine says, "Good morning, Jeff. Good luck with the seminar. Thank you so much. It's been fantastic. I'm enjoying the hell out of it. I can do it all. I can do it all day long. I can do it all day long. I can do a 12-hour marathon. I love helping people." I love helping people. Um, Mary says every day, every day. Yeah, probably they're talking about mistakes dogs made or proofing dogs made. Um, again, academy.solidcanidetraining.com. We have got great courses there. There's a leash reactivity course. There is a resource guarding course. There's a basic, the green to graduate course, our number one course, um, baby proofing course. Ramona, um, I'm okay. How are you? I'm fantastic. I'm, I'm great. I'm great. Even on days that I struggle, which, you know, a lot of days, I'm great. I'm thankful that I woke up. As many great speakers have said, every day the sun is shining on my face and not on my casket is a great day. You know? Um, I bought green to graduate. It's going to, it's, it's going slow. My biggest problem is dog aggression between my two dogs. Ramona, that it doesn't cover that. But you still should have trained dogs. You're going to need to do a one-on-one online consult, and I'll help you with that. There's too many variables to do a to do a uh, a responsible video on that. There's too many variables because I would hate to see somebody get hurt. But to an online consult, boy, can I we make a difference? Or by joining the inner circle, that's where you can make a huge difference. Mike says, yes, yes, you are. Mike, thank you so much. I'm glad you're on this. I don't, I don't see who's on. And I haven't heard any questions from you. Um, Joelle is seeing who's on. But when Joelle is doing the um, teaching starting tomorrow on Heal, I'll be behind the camera. Felix um, Kim says, thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Kim says, still correct as if reactive, higher stim level than when he, uh, when he is anxious, nervous, seeing reactive dogs. Yes. 
Christian says, thanks, Jeff. I have a Malinois and three kids. He doesn't like my youngest and snarls at her. My kids have never been left alone. Please don't ever leave your kids alone with any dog, let alone a Mal. Um, been left alone with him or have ever annoyed him. How can I fix this? There's a lot of variables in there. Um, Christian, to me, just give you a blanket statement. It's going to involve applying a punisher. Um, and... Um, there's a lot of people assume this is what I can't stand. A lot of people assume that like the child must have done something to the dog. No, it could be just something about the dog. Just for some reason, doesn't like that energy coming from the child. So we proof it. We proof it. We proof it. We take, we put safety protocols in place and we proof it. Sis says, thank you, Jeff. I wish I was younger and could do it all again. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I'm 57. A lot of things I wish I can do again. <laughs> all right, a lot of things. All right, everybody. That's the last question. Don't forget tonight, Wednesday night, 5 p.m. Maybe it's maybe we'll do it at 6. Not sure. I'll have to talk to Joel. The, the, the thumbnail um, will go up soon on the course. On the uh, Not the course. The What Would Jeff Do show podcast tonight. Mary says, um, I'll hold on here. Constance, uh, good morning. I went through the nail trimming course over the weekend and used a Dremel for the first time ever. I can't believe how much money we are going to save now that I can trim their nails. And Constance has eight Frenchies. You yeah. save a lot of money. Yeah. The nail trimming course we have, we used an incredibly out of control dog. It is a highly invasive, aversive start to the course but we show our corrections we show everything but we don't counter condition nope uh, mary says when you teach place do you do you encourage the down or do you teach down and put them in a down on the place bed um uh, uh both a lot of times it's easier to teach down off of place than teaching down on place But if you haven't taught down yet, just you can still teach place. But the finished product is place and then down, all being one command. All being one command. Cheryl's lurking in the background. Not anymore. Now you're making comments, Cheryl. So you're not you're not a lurker anymore. Now you're an active participant. So glad to have you here. All right, everybody, madly in love with all of you. I can't thank you all enough for attending the course. Look out for that email on the upsell. Upsell is a terminology to me and an advantage of you being able to take advantage of the next stage of the course, which we're really excited about. Um, it's it's a lower price. It's shorter day. It's shorter. It's only two days long, but you're going to be seeing the next phase of Coco's training because she goes home at the end of um, at the end of next week. All right. Madly in love with all of you. Take care. We'll see people tonight, um, and then we'll see people at 11 o'clock today that are um, buying the live. All right? Bye-bye.